0: So the dream that so many of us have is to be a full-time creator and to travel. But what does this actually look like? So we dive into this in depth in this podcast with Traveling Taylor. Welcome to the Women of YouTube Podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with VidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income. This is the perfect place for you. Let's do this what's up ladies welcome to the the women of YouTube podcast I am pumped to be all up in your earbuds today if you are new to the podcast welcome my name is Desiree and I can't wait to help guide you through being the badass woman creator that you are and I know you are because if you are here you're looking to level up if you are here you're looking to figure how can I make money how can I do this because let's face it the state of the world is a freaking hot mess right now not only are we dealing with the horrible tragedy of russia attacking ukraine but it's been amazing to see the world come behind them and support them in the best way that they can while we're playing that delicate balance of like world war and doing the right thing and i think that so far everyone's doing a great job it's important to note too that vidiq a lot of our team members are actually in the ukraine so if there's anything that you can do to support them head over to the vidiq youtube channel uh, and join in and their um charity donations that they are doing so you can collect funds to help them with the re- uh, the ukraine uh red cross crisis so definitely we're checking out put the link to that also in our show notes over the women of but but other things in the world are going absolutely crazy i know for me i am dealing with like the ultimate of first world problems but still like like things are getting really expensive i have a family of four i have a bunch of dogs and rabbits in my house and like taking care of them is just becoming more and more expensive every single day i'm trying to travel and go do things and see the world and it's again more and more expensive in fact we were supposed to go to england for a work slash fun trip as a family in june of 2020 one. And because of COVID and the restrictions on the border, like we couldn't go. And I was like, bummed, but we did it. But the thing that is like really getting me super frustrated is that literally same flight is t- double the cost. It was going to cost us something like $2,400 for our family afford to fly round trip to London and trying to go this year sometime is going to cost us somewhere in the vein of like six grand and trying to find a place to stay like we were going to stay somewhere for a month and it was going to cost like a certain amount of money and to go do that exact like even the exact same place is more money for like a two-week period of time so we're feeling the hurt here in every corner of what we're doing you know flying for work is more expensive buying gas is becoming more expensive so how do we do this how are we supposed to be creators and make money and income and try and do the things, to live our lives the way that we want to live our lives, while also trying to like afford it. And so, what I love about this talk that I have with Taylor today is that she talks about what she did and how she saved her, her money. She spent time doing it. She had done things to cut corners and how she's has able to find effective way to live this life that she wants, this dream that she has so that she's able to afford to live it and do what she wants while also being a content creator. And I think that this is going to be really helpful for you on this journey that you are on so that you are able to get more, do more, be more, even though things might seem bleak, things might seem hard. People are getting sick. Things are getting expensive, worth bringing all this kind of stuff. So let's really dive in and approach this with a, don't let anything stop me. Let's make my dreams come true. And it's going to start by me listening to this podcast and taking notes and letting my adventure start today. Without for you, let's dive into that podcast. I'm excited to talk about your adventures today, Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. So Taylor, why YouTube?
1: Why YouTube? Um, because I was traveling, solo traveling. I just went on those digital nomad journey all alone and I just kept getting questions like where are you how did you get there what was the visa process like how safe is it I just all the questions you get and I got tired of answering them so I just started putting them in a video format and that is kind of how I started with YouTube so tell us
0: about this journey how did you get started like what were your first videos about when Mm. did you realize this could actually be something you could like make money from
1: Yeah, so I actually started out blogging because travel blogging is like a really popular um, way of making money while traveling. And about a year in, I realized I hated blogging. I was like, I don't like writing. I'm so slow at it. I don't like the editing process and finding pictures and all of this. So I actually don't even remember why I decided to do YouTube but whatever that transition was, I think I wanted to create, keep creating content. I never created content before and I wanted to keep doing it, but I knew that uh, blogging wasn't for me. So I decided to go into video. So I actually spent my first year traveling in New Zealand, which is just so inspirational. It's so beautiful, like visually beautiful, just everywhere you go. So I had all these wonderful pictures. And so I decided to sit down and make a video about my five favorite places in New Zealand. Um, which was actually a blog post that I had done. So I was trying to take blog posts I'd already done and see, like, well, which ones can actually be video content? Mm -hmm. So I actually started there, and I started with um, my top 10, like, travel items, right? So I was still kind of following things I had written, but just turning them into videos just to make them a bit more visually engaging. So I didn't really have actual camera footage from my whole year in New Zealand, which is really sad. I really kind of want to go back to get some more. Um, but it was mostly just pictures and talking and learning how to do the camera setup and all this stuff. It took me hours to do my first couple of videos because I just like could not figure things out. Um, but I, I just started doing it and I just found that it was really fun. And as I traveled from place to place, um, from there I went to Bali and then I went to Korea and then I was in Vietnam. So some things, really interesting destinations that were so different from what I knew as an American. And so I just started out simple. I started out doing like my walk from my housing to my co working space, right? I was like, I didn't do a lot of editing or anything. I just was like, this is what it is. Um, so yeah. And it probably wasn't until the last year that I really decided that I wanted to start making an income from YouTube and not just be this like side hobby that I was doing.
0: So first of all, I love that you have been all over. So you are, are you traveling by yourself?
1: Not currently. No. So I traveled solo for the first two years and then the pandemic hit and I kind of stayed home for a bit. Um, And then I actually, now I'm working with Hacker Paradise as a community facilitator. So Hacker Paradise is a um, a travel group. So we organize trips for digital nomads all around the world. So now I'm traveling with the group all the time.
0: So what was it like making the decision to travel by yourself, mm. um, especially because, you know, traveling by yourself as a woman, I think is, I don't want to say frowned upon as a, or like it can be scary. It can be daunting. Maybe traveling by yourself in general would be rather mm-hmm. scary. But what, like, made you get the kick in the pants to go do that? Like, why why go travel full time?
1: Yeah. So I want to apologize real fast. There's construction outside. So I don't know if you can hear it in the audio, but every once in a while, it gets kind of loud. So okay. Um, We'll know for context now. No biggie. Okay. Um, Yeah. So there were a lot of things. So I studied abroad in college to London and I was there for six weeks and I just like loved it. And then I was fortunate enough after I graduated college to go back and do a six month internship in London. And that was the moment that I realized, like I wanted to live and work overseas and I wanted to do it way longer than six months. Um, I went back home after that and then I got a job in study abroad and I think having that job even though i wasn't traveling with that job at all i was just sitting at like an office and a desk in a cubicle um it gave me that little bit of confidence to be able to go do it because i was meeting all these amazing people my colleagues who've done all these really cool things around the world that i didn't even know existed and then every day i'm inspiring students to just like it's okay like take the summer and go live in italy or take the semester and go live in south africa like it's gonna be amazing so eventually, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take my own advice and like go do these things as well." Um, so I knew of the working holiday visa in uh, New Zealand and Australia, which actually expires when you turn 30. So I was turning 30, <laughs> and I was like, "It's now or never, right?" Like I, I was so I was able to get the visa. I started freelancing. I quit my job, and that was really it. I was like, I knew that I wanted to do it. And then I had to try it. So even though I was doing it solo, it was worth it to me to take that risk. So
0: walk us through the process to how you did this. Cause first of all, I couldn't, I wish that all young people everywhere could do this. Like I've, I've made it very clear to my children who are only six and seven that (laughs) they're going to go travel and like have the gap year after there was yeah. school, like going to college, like it's go- not going anywhere. If that's what you want to do, like go live, mm-hmm. go see, go do. I also just study abroad program when I was in college to Italy and I was like, well, I'm not going back. Like I have yeah. to be traveling and seeing <laughs> yeah. things. And I also did it by myself, but I did it through like a program. So I was like, mm-hmm. I went there by myself. And then like, there was, I was thrust upon uh, like people as part of the program. And it's like, it's the best way to do it. Like, it's so mm-hmm. fun. And having those built-in programs is really helpful. If someone wants to do this, how can they get started? Because I think that the biggest hang-up that people have, I, I think that there's two. The first one is the mm-hmm. money. How
1: mm-hmm. do I
0: get there? Like, that's got to be really expensive. Traveling, especially now, traveling is really expensive and all that kind of stuff. Like, How would I even And two, how do I figure out, like, where to go, what to do, like, how do I find a place to stay? How do I, how do I do all this? Like how do I convince someone to let me rent their space when they're like, I'm just coming here. I'm going
1: to figure out work once I get here. Like what bridge that gap for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So this is actually a lot of the content that I cover on my YouTube channel because there are a lot of questions, right? Like, and I'm more interested. So a lot of digital nomad um, mentors, coaches, you know, creators, whatever they talk a lot about, like the online income. I'm less interested in talking about how to teach you how to make money online and more interested in answering all the other questions you have of like literally what you just asked me, because once you have the remote job, then what, like there's so many questions that you didn't even realize that you had, or you didn't know that you should be asking to take those steps. So I think the first step is to, you do need to have an online income of some kind. So whether that is a fully remote job, whether that is your freelancing or you are starting your own business and you're sort of more like in that entrepreneurial field. I would say most nomads fall into one of those three categories. They're all perfectly valid. There's no right or wrong way to do that. Okay. But once you have the, the, the income part figured out, the next step of like where to go can actually be more overwhelming than people think that it is. They're like, ah, if I could go anywhere, this is amazing. And then you're like, ah, I, don't, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to do that. <laughs> Yeah, do I actually wanna to go to Thailand? Do I actually wanna go that far away from home? Um, so in my case, I went really far away. I went to New Zealand. I was fortunate enough to have traveled to Europe quite a bit at that point, and I felt really confident in my travel skills, but I still picked a country where they spoke English. And I still picked a country where things would be somewhat similar to what I was used to. And I had the year-long visa, so I knew that I could, like, figure things out as I was there. But for most people, I would say, think about what you want, right? So everyone's like, oh, I have to go to Thailand or I have to go to Bali. Well, you don't have to. You can literally be a nomad almost anywhere. As long as you have a Wi-Fi connection and you're in a place that you want to be, like, you can, you can enjoy your time. So you could even start in, like, next, I'm currently in Medellin, Colombia, which is a great digital nomad city. It's a really popular destination. Um, But next I'm going to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So it also depends on time zones, right? So depending on the job you have, you might need to be in a certain time zone. And I definitely would not recommend, like, if you have to work US hours, like right off the bat going to Asia. It is gonna be so miserable and it's gonna be so hard to balance and juggle everything. Like, It's okay to take baby steps into everything that you're doing. It took me eight months from the time that I said I wanted to leave and do this to actually getting on a plane and going. So it's okay to take that time to plan, to plan your finances. Um, There's definitely a difference between the people who like sell everything and go and the people who just want to do it, you know, have a home base and just do it six months out of the year but that's another option, right? Like you, uh, The main thing I always say is there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's just the way that works for you. Um, so I actually have a couple of freebies on my website that we can add later to the description, but it's a lifestyle design guide. So it kind of walks you through these questions of like what to consider before designing the lifestyle that you want. Um, and I also have a five-step guide to actually becoming a digital nomad. So kind of those, like the things that you need to organize and figure out. And we'll make sure to started. put those
0: um, onto our show notes on the women of YouTube.com for this episode that people can go gather those. i sure they were. Mm-hmm. I love what you said too, about considering your time zone, because that's a very important one. So for those of you that don't know, and if you already know this, I'm sorry. So the reason I got onto YouTube is my husband was in the Air Force, and we got orders to move to South Korea. Mm-hmm. So we moved to South Korea for a year. And I was like, how am I supposed to get leads to my business when it's like 17 to 14 hours of time difference? Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you. I did a lot of meetings at like midnight 1am. Yes, And when you have little kids under three, like it's dirty. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. uh, that's a really important thing. Like, some, there, there are situations like mine where it's like, you'd have no choice. But then they're like, if you choose, like, yeah, it's one of those things you have to take, keep in mind. Like, do I need to talk to people during like work hours? And mm-hmm. is it a priority to me? Be? Because you're right, it'll completely mess up your schedule and totally flip things for you. Yeah. So, so let's talk about you built, you, you went to work. Okay, so how did you quit your job? How did What did you do for money? Like, what was your job?
1: Yeah, I was a virtual assistant.
0: Okay. So and so how did you answer. build that up and, like, get mm-hmm. comfortable enough to ha- be able to handle that while moving?
1: So I started while I still had my job. So okay. I I took an online course, uh, the Digital Nomad Kit with Hannah Dixon. She's amazing, and I learned how to be a virtual assistant. I had never, you know, created contracts before, how to think about my own pricing or any of those things. So she walked you through that process, and um, then I just kind of put it out into the world. I was like, Hey, I'm starting this new business, and. Fortunately, I had worked with a lot of different people up until that point in my life and they were like, oh, I have a project that you could help me with, or I have this, you could help me with. So that kind of gave me the, um, the test, not the test, but like just sort of the, what's the word I'm looking for, (laughs) the practice that I needed to kind of get started and learning how to like build those contracts and like build relationships and like actually do the work. So I did that for about four or five months and then i realized that if i wanted to make it a full-time freelancing thing that i needed to quit my job because i didn't have time to actually do both so i quit my job moved in with my mom moved from colorado back to texas uh, with my cat (laughs) and um yeah i was fortunate enough to live at home with my mom for six months so then i took it part-time and i worked at just another location nearby part-time while i continued to build up my freelancing And then eventually I got it to the point where I was like, okay, I can do this full time or it's enough that I can quit my part-time job, do this. And that's when I was like, okay, now I'm ready to actually like start traveling and going. So that is partly why it took me so long to go from having the idea to actually getting overseas is because I I spent a lot of time building up that freelancing business.
0: Yeah. Well, that's important. Like I said, building foundations, it's like, it's an important part. Like I said, if you're going to go somewhere and get a job, make money so that you can do this thing you love to do. It's it's super, I think, vital. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with the language barrier? Or did you have to deal with the language barrier, I guess?
1: Yeah, I well, I did not at first because I started in New Zealand, so that was great. Um, but then I did, I, I toured uh, Southeast Asia for three months and then I went to different countries in Europe that don't speak English. I actually found it to be not as hard as I was expecting. There's a lot of like, pointing that happens and like big hand motions is trying to explain what you wanna do. I mean, same thing, even here in Colombia. I actually don't speak Spanish. Um, I can understand a little bit every once in a while, but I definitely cannot speak it. And so, yeah, there's a lot of pointing. There's a lot of Google translate. Nowadays, the world is so connected and then you can have an app on your phone that tells you everything. That you need so yeah sometimes when i'm having a conversation with a service worker that i need to explain something i just like type it out in google translate and then i'm like here here you go um I do and that then for all the time in korea, that's how we communicate yeah well in korea yeah i loved korea by the way mm-hmm. um but korea is even harder because there's not the same alphabet it's a different alphabet and so you're like i don't even know what these characters mean
0: it's a simplified al- the
1: alphabet. It's it, it's
0: Hangul. It's only it's only twenty six characters. It's like, what was it? They decided that Chinese was too and Japanese was too complicated because too many symbols. So like yeah. we're gonna simplify this that way. It's accessible to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's really cool. Like you, yeah. I think a lot of people when I was there they learned to like read it before they mm. could like speak it, which I thought was kind of interesting. But we digress into <laughs> world travel problems. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. VidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you all right let's get back to it so yeah. okay so you had said earlier in, the, in our talk that mm-hmm. then you decided to like i am now going to start taking youtube seriously mm-hmm. as a part of my business a part of income so walk us through how you've been building it up what are you focusing on like what advice like tell us about your youtuber journey after deciding like i need to make videos to explain to people how i'm doing things and yeah beginner stuff how has growth been like for you
1: yeah it's been quite the journey i would say so yeah i started out just making my first i think 150 videos were mainly just talking head videos just like me with sort of my like script outline telling you about travel Um, And then every once in a while I would do one of these, like, Oh, let me show you whatever destination I'm in. But I didn't really know how to curate that story or make it engaging or exciting. So a lot of it was just talking heads um, with really good, valuable information, but I don't know that it was the most engaging for like a travel blogger. Um, And then also I think deciding at one point who my actual audience was like This is one of the most important things in anything that you create is like, who is your target audience? I don't think I really knew. I think I was just like, oh, travelers, nomads, people who wanna like work remotely and travel. And these are all really broad categories of people. And so it was finally like niching down a little bit more and being like, no, I'm talking to digital nomads. Like these are my people, this is my community. And these are the people that I want to either aspirational nomads, I wanna inspire them, Or people who are already in here and how can I actually help them? So I would say in September, actually, I considered quitting YouTube. And I'm sure many YouTubers go through this, but it's just like, it's a lot of work, like it's a lot of work to create weekly content. And I do have a video editor. I will say I did bring a video editor on from the very beginning. I learned how to edit sort of, but I do not like it. I don't like it. It was taking forever and I was like I'll never have a channel if this is relying on me. So I did hire someone right off the bat. And that has been really helpful for me too because they've given me little tips for filming as i have gone along. Um but yeah, so going back to this September, I I went through a crisis and I actually for the first time um I skipped 2 weeks of publishing because I just I didn't know who I was, who my audience was and what content I wanted to create anymore. And so I made a decision then after talking to some people and being back on the road, the, the pandemic also changed some things too. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm traveling Taylor. But if I'm not traveling, who am I? Like, What content am I creating? Like, How can I keep talking to people if I'm not even on the road? So I went through a bit of a, a crisis, <laughs> identity crisis during during lockdown and stuff. Um, but where I finally- of... lo- I'm curious, where were you locked down? I went back to my mom's house in Texas. Oh, okay. So, I was in New York City, um, house-sitting, actually, which we can talk about that uh, in a little bit. But I was house-sitting in New York when the COVID hit. And so I just moved back to Texas.
0: Okay.
1: Um, But yeah, so I decided I was going to start creating Digital Nomad City Guides. So I had kind of already been on this path. I spent three months in Playa del Carmen the year before, and I made a lot of content while I was there. And it was really fun just to tell people about Playa, like actually being a place long enough to do that. And now that I have this job with Hacker Paradise, I'm moving every month to two months. So it makes sense to me to create um, these little video series on each of these destinations I'm in and tell you everything you need to know, things that you would research before you go to destination as a digital nomad. So I don't just talk about like all the activities you can do, but I talk about what's the Wi-Fi speed, what are the good places and cafes to work from? Um, How do you find housing? What are the good areas to live in? Like what prices can you expect and things like that? Things that I would probably typically put in a blog post, but I'm really just doing it in video format. So now my real focus are all of these digital nomad city guides for my YouTube. And then in between some of the cities I'm adding in um, just like digital nomad tips. So I just did a pros and cons video on being a nomad and how to build community as a nomad. So I'm still adding a little bit of those talking heads in, but my main focus is these city Guides, which I'm having a lot of fun with, I have to say. You know, if you find something that
0: you enjoy doing that's also converting really well, like it's like YouTube magic. So I Mm -hmm. think you lean into what you're doing for sure. So how are you, so
1: I always ask this question, how are you making
0: money from YouTube?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So right now it's mainly through, uh, YouTube ads. So I monetize last May. So I've been making ad money for the last, I guess, almost a year now. Um, and then in a couple of months, I'm going to be launching a digital nomad course. So that is going to be my main focus to kind of what we were saying at the top, like not how do you make money online, but let me answer all the other questions you have for you, <laughs> um, about once you got the job now what? So I'll be um, launching my course in a couple of months and just continue to focus on uh, different collaborations, working with tourism boards and things like that to figure out uh, different streams of income that's not just relying on ad money.
0: Okay. I'd really like to do a little bit of rapid fire so that everybody can kind of learn a bit more about you. So what is it that do you, so what do you film with?
1: My iPhone 11 a Pro.
0: Okay. And what is your favorite video that you've made so far?
1: I really love my five W's to work from anywhere. So the who, what, when, where, why of working remotely and traveling. What's the
0: next YouTube milestone you're looking forward to hitting?
1: Ooh, it's supposed to be rapid fire, but I actually don't know what my next milestone is. Um, probably whatever, hitting-
0: is. whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like the silver play button or anything. It's just yeah, whatever you want it to be.
1: Yeah, I think, um, uh, income consistency on a monthly basis.
0: I can imagine that now what, oh, sorry. Who are your favorite female YouTube creators?
1: So I really love, um, gosh, now that you asked me, I'm not going to be able to come up with their names. Um, I know, I know. And I've blocked everything. Um, Louise Henry, sorry. I was like, it's yellow. She has yellow everything. I could picture it. I just couldn't come with her name. Um, Louise Henry is actually one of my favorites. She actually started as a virtual assistant too. And she does a lot of videos on, um, organization and business tools. So I really love all of her work.
0: Awesome. Now, what advice do you have to creators who are maybe trying to figure out what their next move is or looking to get started just overall, like a lesson that you've learned that we can learn from as well?
1: I think the biggest lesson is just to get started, right? Like if I had waited around to create my YouTube channel, I wouldn't have the channel that I have today. I wouldn't have learned all the things that I know today. Um, I was actually just talking to a friend the other day because she wants to do like travel fashion content. and She was just like, I just don't know like what to do first. And I'm like, well, pick a platform, one. So whatever that platform is for you, maybe it's TikTok, maybe it's IG, maybe it's YouTube. <laughs> Pick your platform, sit down, write a list of 20 ideas that you have right off the bat, and then just start creating them. I think that's really the biggest advice.
0: I think it's important too, because a lot of people get hung up on the details and things that don't matter. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way for people to get started. So Taylor, where can people learn how to be digital nomads and follow you more along your journey?
1: Yeah, so YouTube, obviously. Uh, My channel is Traveling Taylor. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Traveling Taylor. My Instagram is a bit more in real time of wherever I am and what's coming up. Um, and then also my website, TravelingTaylor.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Taylor. We're so grateful for your journey. We're glad that you are sharing how you do it because I'm sure so many of us are always trying to figure out like, how can we go travel and live our lives and live yes. it the best way that we can? So thank you so much for your time. Remember, you and everyone that are listening are impossibly amazing. Until next time, see
1: you soon. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts.